this week on Moms Moving On. Now help uh, women who are in a particular phase of life, whether it be post-separation or divorce, childbirth, whatever emotionally traumatic experience, you know, you're going through and help you find yourself again. And, you know, the last thing you want to worry about during that type of ordeal is is your body, you know, and and so it kind of, it's kind of blossomed into this movement where you can regain your power. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. You know, one of the questions I get asked so much is, how do I get back to myself and feel like my best self again after divorce? And we have the best person on ever today to talk about it, actually. His name is Maverick. I've been following him on Instagram. He calls himself an emotional support Viking and also calls himself the MILF whisperer. But before you get offended, I know you know what the acronyms stand for. It's Moms in Love with Fitness, isn't it, Maverick? Yeah, let's let's get our minds out of the gutter. It's definitely Moms in Love with Fitness. So I'm so glad you're here with us today. But before we go any further into talking about loving your body again and loving yourself, why don't you give us the backstory and how you got into this in the first place? Gosh, thank you so much for that intro. That's all. It's always a mixed response to those those names. Um, Yeah, so actually, those names came from women, uh, female commenters on like my my content. They uh, I got both of those just from random commenters on on TikTok. They uh, one of them said, "Wow, you're kind of like an emotional support bike." And I was like, "I'm taking that and running with it." And same thing. And you ran with it, like yes. keep running. I will. I shall. Um, yeah. No. It's so. It's uh, I've I've been coaching uh, Maverick Willett. I've been coaching for uh, going on six years now in total. Uh, about three and a half years full time left my full-time career to pursue this because I just love it so much. Uh, but we are a, a women's body transformation program, primarily a women's movement. And I'm just so grateful to be at the helm of it. It's really blossomed into something that's, that's truly, truly cool. It's, it's working with women has enriched my life in so many ways. I've become a way more integral person as a business owner and, and just being able to give women balance and sustainability and make sense of this overcomplicated process of burning fat and just starting to see some changes in the mirror and not have to deprive yourself to get there. I think that's probably the biggest gift I have is being able to simplify all this information that we're just bombarded with every day on nutrition and body transformations. Like, do I do keto? Do I cut out sugar? This guy said I shouldn't eat bread. Well, this person said bread's okay. This person said no dairy. And it's like, where do you even start when the information is just so overwhelming? So what I what I have been able to do is take something that is very difficult to understand, break it down and make it simple for women who are struggling with body transformation. And then also, you know, kind of now help uh, women who are in a particular phase of life, whether it be post-separation or divorce, childbirth, whatever emotionally traumatic experience, you know, you're going through and help you find yourself again uh, amongst it. And, you know, the last thing you want to worry about during that type of ordeal is is your body, you know, and and so it kind it's kind of blossomed into this movement where you can regain your power during that that phase of life. So I'm just 
I'm just grateful to be able to do it and, and do it with a comedic spin. That's something that I'm really. You great. are very funny. I have to say <laughs> well, the videos you. and the, the costumes. Um, But here's what I want to touch on. And like, you know, we are in this era of body positivity, right? Like love yourself at any size. I'm all about it. I feel like I've spent my entire life trying to be skinny. And at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I, I got to just love what it is and make, make it great regardless. But you come out of a marriage and for some reason, you've now internalized this narrative that like there must have been something wrong with you. And for a woman, it's maybe I don't look as good as I did before I had kids or, you know, I've got that belly pooch from my C-section. Maybe that's what it is. And the first thing every woman I talk to does or thinks they have to do is just starve themselves, get skinny, and then they will be worthy to be a single woman. Can you speak to that a little bit? It's so ironic because that's how the human mind works. You know, it's like, well, obviously something was wrong with me. And if I just deprive myself and eat less and, and starve myself and get rid of that, that will solve my problem. First of all, that's a hedonic cycle. You know, we stay, a, a lot of us stay trapped in that. Once I have X, I'll be happy. And all we do mm -hmm. is as humans, we move the goalpost every time we get to X. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I really, really harp on in our program, especially, and in my content is by loving <laughs> who you are and, and what you are now by loving your body where it is you'll have less friction between where you are and this you know result that you have in your mind by always thinking that an external you know result whether it be a weight goal whether it be you know for some people a money a, a number in your bank account or a man or with certain qualities you know it, it, as long as you think that that's what's going to bring happiness and fulfillment you'll just keep moving the goalposts it'll never be enough so when we cultivate happiness from where we're at and we cultivate self-love for the body that we have and for women that a body that is capable of things that i'll never even be able to fathom right um, it, it decreases like that done, friction yeah i've done amazing sometimes i have to stop and tell myself that like okay i got divorced but like i've also survived a head-on car collision, open heart surgery, made a baby, God damn it. And like, here we are still picking ourselves apart piece by piece. But the truth of the matter is, without promoting, you know, weight loss, getting strong and feeling confident in your skin again is one of the most empowering things. And I remember, okay, I, I got separated and I was starving myself, but I was also like, strength training for the first time in my life. And I was kickboxing and that release felt so amazing. Can you speak to like how your program empowers women to find the strength within it all outside of just what they look like? Well, fixating on scale, on the scale and weight loss will keep you stuck because oh, there's a huge confusion. Yeah. Like the, the, the confusion is one of the biggest confusions is what women want to manifest visually with their body and what they're doing to accomplish that are so incongruent. And so women think that I, if I need to, if I want to get in shape, I need to go jump on a treadmill. If I want to get in shape, I need to starve myself. When in fact, it's, it's really the opposite. You need yeah. to stop running, start lifting. And the stigma associated with lifting is, well, I don't want to look manly. Let me tell you, that will never happen. Muscle is the organ of longevity. And by gaining muscle tissue that's the thing that provides shape to your body so by fixating on starvation diets and detox teas and all these things that cause that rapid movement on the scale you're losing muscle tissue you're losing the thing that's going to give your body shape 
And when we do that, you also burn less calories at rest because muscle tissue, without going in the whole science behind it, muscle tissue makes you burn more calories by simply functioning. So when you lose muscle tissue, you're burning less calories functioning. So therefore your calorie cushion decreases and you have to eat even less to get the same result. And that's how so many women get stuck. So when you shift focus from the scale to making your metric getting stronger, it does so many things for you. You'll not only be able to eat more without repercussions, you'll be able to actually see the tone that you want to see because tone just boils down to having more muscle tissue. So huge emphasis on shifting that focus from the scale to getting stronger. And for a lot of our women in our program, it, it, that comes down to throwing the scale out, just throwing it away. So because if you look at that number, it, it derails you. It's mentally derailing to look at this just to see that number. If it's not going down or if it didn't go down fast enough, then we we take actions out of you know, scarcity. We think, oh, my God, I'm not losing weight. And we start taking actions that are deleterious to our goals. OK, I feel attacked in every sense of the word. But like, you know, like so many women, I've fallen victim to. What I remember back in the day, it was not Atkins. It was the South Beach diet. Oh, mm. my God. And then it was, you know, recently macros and then getting on the scale every day at a certain time to measure whether or not the macros were working. And then the scale would go up and I'd go do more cardio. And and it's insane. And I always tell my clients, like, that's a lot to stress over, especially when you're adjusting to being a single parent, you're going through the legal process of divorce. Like you actually need to eat, you need your stamina, you need something to sustain you because all of this is mentally draining. How do you help the women you work with get comfortable with fueling their bodies, eating more if they need to? Simplification. And there's everything we do is evidence-based, Michelle. Like that's the thing, like we're not just pulling this out of our asses. Like everything we say is backed by science. So when it comes down to it, Carbs and fat don't fucking matter. Like it really don't. As long as you're not cutting them completely. If, if you are hitting a within a calorie range, meaning like let's just say your calorie goal is a certain number to, to lose weight. Let's just say you, you put yourself in a caloric deficit and all that stuff and your calorie goal is 1800. You don't have to hit 1800. You, you just need to hit a range of between 1600 and 2000 and you'll lose weight. By, tr by trying to make everything that like you have to hit it perfectly, like I have to have this many carbs, this much fat, this much protein, and this calorie number, that is not only unrealistic as fuck, but it's super unsustainable because life doesn't lend itself to hitting perfect numbers every day. Like we're gonna have fluctuations in our activity level, our stress, if we have kids, there's that. It's like, there's no way. So instead, it's it's so, so easy to just say, I'm going to hit a calorie range. I can fluctuate within this range. I have a protein goal that I'm going to work towards. Carbs and fat can go fuck themselves. They're whatever. They're, like they don't matter at all. And then when you take so, that pressure off, it, yeah. it becomes it becomes a lot easier because we're so fixated on. Oh, but what about? We get that question all the time. What about what about carbs? What about fat? It's like it doesn't matter. When it comes to weight loss, all it matters protein, calories. That's it. And then let's then we'll throw in some other simple stuff. What's your step count? How many steps? Doesn't matter. We're going to increase it gradually. It's like just just simplifying it down to I mean, when it comes out. This country has a sixth grade reading level on average. Like we're not ready for the this top shelf stuff that we're hearing on social media every day. It's beyond what we actually need. We only need basic simple stuff. Okay, so this also is forcing people to unlearn. All of these things that they've, you know, these mindsets that have become like the norm for people over the years. Don't eat carbs after 6 p.m. 
Don't eat carbs after 3 p.m. Actually, don't eat breakfast till 2 p.m. because now you've got to intermittent fast. And it's so challenging to be a woman and trying to stay on top of what you look like on on top of all the other stresses of life. Yeah, it's it's uh, those are all band-aids on a very deeper, it's a much deeper issue of not understanding nutritional literacy and not understanding portion and not understanding, you know, uh, activity level and, and being consistent because uh, the majority of people we work with They'll be they'll try something for a week. And if the scale is not trending a certain direction, they'll jump ship and try try the next thing and try the next thing. And whatever provides like a shift in the scale, it's like, OK, this must be working. It stops working after a week. Let's jump on something else. It's like, no, it's very simple concepts that when you adhere to them just consistently for a few weeks, you won't you'll your, your weight will start trending downward. But that's the that's the hard part. It's it's reeducating. It's uneducating and reeducating because we don't get this education as kids. You know, most of us are scarred from our upbringing with when it comes to food and nutrition. The education system doesn't teach us nutritional literacy. I think that's by design, but we won't get into that. It's tinfoil hat stuff. <laughs> it's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Mom's Moving On Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? Class is in session and it is time for you to master your divorce. I am Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, the creator of Moving On School, and I want to welcome you to Moving On 101, the one and only class you'll need in order to master the concepts of getting divorced and co-parenting your children so that you can truly move on. In this eight-week program, we'll meet week by week to help you move past each phase and first of the divorce and co-parenting process so that you can move on in an empowered way while making the best decisions for your children. Visit www.momsmovingon.com to apply for our next semester of Moving On School coming in January. So... When women come to you, I imagine if they're coming to you after a divorce like or after separating, they're vulnerable, they're emotional, they're processing a lot of stuff. How do you help them not put all of their eggs into the fitness and aesthetic basket? You know what I mean? Because a lot of us will do that to try and deflect from all the other responsibilities. Are you like, I know you're not a therapist, but how do you help women see that they need to focus on the whole picture and not just take out their stress on what they look like? I think that's my, if I had to say one advantage I have in the quote unquote market, that's it. Because as a male who has been all of the red flags that I'm actively now helping them avoid, I can shed light on the fact, extra light on the fact that they don't need uh, you know, fit and fitness is not the, the only, it's a small piece of the puzzle. You know, it's a lot, it's, we're cultivating 
confidence from within. We're cultivating, speaking to ourselves differently. Mm -hmm. What's the language you're using to speak to yourself? When you, what's the first thing you do when you get up? How's your environment? Let's let's curate your Instagram feed. What are you comparing yourself to? Why are you comparing your body wow. to strangers every single day? Like we we do everything, and and of course we're not therapists. Where I'm a huge advocate of therapy for what it's done in my life. Um, you know, we have mental health professionals on our coaching team, but uh, it's 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 all encompassing because. I know I can't sleep at night knowing I'm just giving a meal plan. I know meal plans are what's keeping people trapped because they don't solve the actual issues that that people are facing. Uh, it's it's all encompassing. It's it's how are you thinking about your body and food and and let's break cycles, let's break patterns, so your kids don't have to go through this. Absolutely. Well, that's the hardest part, right? Is like you want to help your children be healthy. You don't want to let them eat whatever they want, but you also don't want to restrict them in an unhealthy way. And that's, you know, I, I think we forget that it's not just the conversations we're having with our kids. It's what our kids are seeing us do to ourselves. They're watching and they know, and that's going to form their relationship with their bodies too. It's scary, especially when you have a daughter. Way more powerful than words is our actions for sure. They're just going to emulate what they see. It's like when they throw a tantrum, words don't work. They're going to see how you react. They're going to see how you handle it. And that's going to be in turn how they process their emotions. So it's, it's, yeah, it's the exact same thing with do you like one of the most profound questions and oftentimes really uncomfortable questions I, I will ask a mother in particular is, you know, look at, look at your behavior every day specifically around like the scale for instance if you're if you're standing on the scale and crying every morning do you want that future for your daughter she's watching oh, you, you know and like I've, I've heard and speaking to having so many intimate conversations with women there's so many things that women struggle with that i have just no clue about i've heard things is like you know i i've i switched out hangers in the store to a smaller size so the cashier wouldn't think i was buying a bigger size than i was like stuff like that i had no idea um, and it's been very eye-opening for me, but when it comes to the nutrition aspect, it's like the diet that you're doing, would you put your child on that diet? No. Why? Because it's really extreme. There's your red flag. Why are you doing it? You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's very important. But again, the, the, the gap is that there's hardly anyone who knows how to tell people where to start. It's like, okay, I've, the, the problem isn't the lack of information. It's a plethora of information that has led everyone to be so confused on nutrition that now the miseducation is worse than ever because of the overabundance of information. Yeah, so it's like, here I am trying to get people to stop scrolling in my Viking attire. And I'm like, listen, we're going to make it simple for you. We're going to, we're going to dumb this down. Not, not in a derogatory way. We're going to make it to where you can actually implement it long enough to get some momentum with this. Yeah. You know what I love most about how you aligned yourself, your practice with working with women going through divorce is you're yourself a co-parent. Mm -hmm. You are separated, right, from your baby mama. And so you know what it's like, like from the inside and like who better to know than somebody who's gone through it, right? Yeah, I'm so I could so easily like when someone's going through a separation, they tell me something their SO is doing. And as, as I'm sure you can, it's like I, I know the red flag so quickly and I'm so blessed and grateful to to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. And I, I know you can relate with that. It's, it's like, gosh, you hear so many ugly situations and, and going through that. And I'm I'm just in such a good position with with Denver's mom to to communicate and, and be friends. We're in a place where we're friends now. And that's, God, it's so awesome. It's like, it's, it's, 
it's super i mean as you know it's like the amount of stress it alleviates to have that relationship but oh, yeah not everyone has that unfortunately like very in fact very few people have it and i empathize yeah and i will say that you don't need to have it to be a good co-parent but when you do have it it can be it can be yeah a lot easier um wow so you mentioned that you yourself were a red flag kind of guy Oof, absolutely I yeah tell us about that <laughs> i was a mess you know i'm very open about it um because i now that all the integrity gaps are closed in my life i have no no shame around who i was you know fortunately i'm, I'm in a really cool season but yeah i i had a bunch of stuff in my childhood i think i think so many men could benefit from this from the story but you know i had so much unresolved trauma and uh you know, I was a, I was narcissistic. I was manipulative. I, I lied my ass off to every woman that I was in a relationship with merely because I, I hated who I was. And I was yeah. scared that nobody would love who I actually was if they knew who I really was. So it was just a, it was just a big facade. And it finally came to a head uh, with Denver's mom, you know, and just hit bottom in that relationship, had to face it all. And that's when I started therapy. Fortunately, that saved my life. I think Denver in many ways saved my life. I was headed down a really bad road of, of behaviors that I just could not stop doing alone. I had to get help. I had to get help. And I think that a lot of men are probably in that position where they need help. They maybe know or don't know they need help and just either don't are afraid to ask or afraid to admit or, you know, it's there's a stigma around getting therapy as men. It makes you weak or, you know, it makes you soft or, or it's it's making things means you're crazy. And it's like, no, it's performance enhancement. It's like men would eat dog shit if it gave you a 1% advantage physically. And yet we won't get therapy to help us mentally and emotionally be more fit you know it's it's like this wild paradox for me but anyway uh i'm, I'm the best thing that ever happened to me was was hitting bottom and, ha and facing all that and then doing the dirty work of you know turning it all around so you know it it, it was i going through that and being that guy ironically i believe makes me more effective now at empowering women because i used to be a disempowerer ironically um and i'm very open about that so I'm just i love that you're open about it and i love that you are sort of like righting your wrongs here you know you're you're giving back where you took away and i think that's really important but again i you know i i don't want to leave this conversation without stressing how important it is to get back to yourself and your femininity and whatever it is that makes you feel great, whether it's learning to finally eat carbs like a normal person, um, stop lying to yourself that what the scale says determines your worth. And I love that you're helping women do this. Where can people find you if they are ready to uh, work with an emotional support Viking? Yeah, I uh, Maverick Online Coaching is the easiest way. If you Google that, it'll come up on Instagram or TikTok. That's where uh, I have the biggest presence. Maverick Online Coaching will bring you there. We have a website link is in the, the profile on both of those those social media profiles. So that's the, the quickest way to find me. Go find him. At least follow his Instagram because the tips are really helpful and make me feel better on a daily basis. Um, I, I was the girl who got separated, stopped eating, thought that was the way. It was also, you know, my way of dealing with stress, but um, really messed up my metabolism, didn't do me any good, and it took years to repair. So I said in my first uh, session with my, with my fall group coaching class, 
if there's one thing you can do for yourself, it's eat. You need the energy. You need to get through this like with with your brain without brain fog. And one of the best ways to do that is to fuel your body. So get back in touch with yourselves. Don't focus on the scale and go follow Maverick Online Coaching. Thank you so much, Maverick, for being here. And for everybody listening, we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.